No. Yes. Man, works every time. Welcome into another episode of the Super Duper Flex Bros. In tonight's Three and Out Thursday show, we bring back Sam Fitz, our Cincinnati Bengals insider. We aren't going to be as focused on the Bengals, though, as we are kicking off our 14-man Superflex Dynasty startup tomorrow. Uh, We're going to be talking startup values, Superflex, and since this is a three-and-out Thursday, we are going to talk about three wildcard wide receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks. We'll talk about some guys that might uh, surprise us if they get reached on or if they kind of fall to the later rounds in this startup that we're doing in February, and uh, we might even throw in a couple of tight ends. Uh, Mostly, I'm excited for uh, another roster to manage, of course, and one of the best parts with a new team is you get to come up with a new team name. Well, can I at least pick the name of the band? What do you got? The Pecan Sandies. Isn't that a cookie? Yeah, it's a cookie, but it's got another meaning. What's the other meaning? What? Other than a cookie, what's the other meaning? So even if you're not playing in the startup, I hope you still get some valuable information in terms of these wildcard guys that are probably going to be overlooked all year round and might even be a good trade target or two in an existing league. So with that, let's get Sam on the air. Hey Sam, how's it going? I'm good. You ready to do another show? I am. All right. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's jump right into it. So I want to start off by saying congratulations on the number one pick. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I was I was going to ask if you could choose um, what position would you have liked to take? Because I or like to take. I don't know if I would have liked the number one pick either. But I mean, there's there's pros and cons with any position. I would probably like to sit at like the back, the back of the first round, like 10. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anywhere behind 10 probably is where I prefer to draft from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got, I think I'm at number 11, so maybe we'll have to talk trades after this. <laughs> we might have to. Yeah. Are you, is that because you're hoping that you get Burrow with one of those top picks? Uh, no, not necessarily. It's just like, I think that there's that definitely that top tier. And then the, the second tier is so large, and so I'd rather have two two of those. Like, not quite elite players, but two yeah. players that could become elite pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, because we, we see every year you take somebody in the top 10, and then they might kind of go to, like, somewhere between, like, 6 to 15 or something like that. So, yeah, if you, if you take two more guys instead of the one top guy, you usually double your chances. Um, right. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, let's uh, let's jump into what we had planned. We can start with the uh, the quarterback. Quarterbacks. So, so three three uh, quarterbacks. Where I don't really know where they're gonna go. We've got Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, and uh, Cam Newton. So, of those three, do you have any any thoughts or any any one of those three guys jump out to you? I think that if if you're able well if I'm able to get like a a young like a Drew Locke type quarterback or even Dwayne Haskins, I would be okay 
grabbing Breeze at the back end, probably like the like the tenth, tenth or eleventh round. I'd be okay grabbing Breeze for the year as like a bridge quarterback for my team. Yeah, because I think he is going to come back. I think, especially if Tom Brady comes back, I think he's going to come back because I don't think he wants. I don't think he wants to let Tom Brady go a whole nother year because Tom Brady's what two years older than him already. Yeah, and they're like just a couple of touchdowns within each other for the record. I think. Hey, I, right. I don't. I don't know who holds it. I think Breeze does, but I don't know by how much. Breeze does by not many. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. Sit out the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Uh, yeah. So with with Breeze, something that I highlighted is he actually won a lot of people championships this last season in fantasy. He scored uh, just over 110 total points over the last four games. That, that's actually the same as Lamar Miller or not Lamar Miller, Lamar Jackson. And that, yeah, oh, Lamar yeah Miller. That, that was more than Lamar Miller for the last two seasons combined, probably maybe three, <laughs> but, but so Breeze was putting up the exact same points as Lamar Jackson. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So a guy that might retire is somebody that probably caused a lot of people to uh, advance or, or win the championship. So he's, he's still got a lot of value. Yeah. My only thought on that is he did, have five weeks off so he wasn't as run down as he would be if he played all 16 weeks that's that's a good point see that that's why that's why we've got you in here as our insider you 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 bring up those good points um well moving on to philip rivers where do you think his best landing spot is i mean i don't know i don't know i i just don't think he's got a strong enough arm to be in the bruce arian system anymore at least because the last two years, if you like, you especially by the end of the season, you watch him throw the ball, and he couldn't get. It, 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 he was pushing the ball downfield. He wasn't getting it, getting in the air under the ball. And Mike Williams, who everybody was so hyped up for, he he wasn't getting those deep balls like he like people planned on him getting. And so I think that would be a hit on Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, I I agree. I think what Philip Rivers specializes in is those quick decisions and those really short to intermediate routes. And that's where Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry and Austin Eckler have been so successful. So I think a really, a really good landing spot for him would actually be the Indianapolis Colts. Cause they've got some speedy yeah, guys that can that make, be. cause I think like your boy uh, Paris Campbell, he, he, he specialized in like a three yard catch and bring it to the house. And then of course T Y Hilton, he can take a screen all the way too. So I think Indianapolis would be a good landing spot. And if you went there, I think he'd be a borderline QB one. I think he'd be in the top for, for this league. I think he'd be a top 14 quarterback. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree if, if, if he were to go there, but I just, I don't see that happening. I don't know why. I just don't see that. Happening. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because it would be a good fit. Uh, well, lastly, Cam Newton, where do you think, uh, I, I pulled up I pulled up some stats and you've probably heard these numbers before. Um, but since he's been in the league, he's been QB three, four, three, seventeen, one, seventeen, two, and thirteen. So essentially a very safe quarterback. He's had a couple just outside QB one, but then he's been he's been top four, top three the majority of his career before being hurt. So on paper, on paper, he looks pretty safe. So, do you think he'd be a pretty safe QB two in the superflex? He uh, QB two. Well, that's Penn. Where is he going to land? <laughs> does he does he get a starting job? Yeah, yeah. Maybe safe uh, isn't the good. That's not the right word. Right. No, I think 
I think it'd be it's worth the risk. Because if he, what if he does land in, what if he lands in Indianapolis? Yeah. Because he changes that, the running game altogether too, if he keeps running, which he probably shouldn't. But he's not, he doesn't seem like the type of guy that is just going to change his game just because he gets hurt. Because he's, he's just going to keep doing the same, what he does. Yeah. But he, and, and he can get, get the ball to those guys as well, like Paris Campbell and um, T.Y. Hilton. And they're going to draft somebody they have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen a lot of mocks where they they take a quarterback in the first round. So, um, as as far as the uh, the Panthers, so I could I could see that happening too. Um, so moving on to running back, running backs. Let's start with Super Bowl MVP, or he should have been the Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> Damian Williams, I, we're using the uh, sleeper app for this this draft, and he's listed as running back thirty seven. So that, that's that's pretty disrespectful, I think. But I'm also not very high on Damian Williams, so I don't feel too bad. He, he's uh he's essentially an RB one when he's on the field, but if he's not healthy, then of course he's not doing anything for you. Right. Well, I mean, any Lashawn McCoy put up some RB one numbers this this year. I think maybe one, but. Still, it's it's the the offense for sure. Yeah. Do you, big, big do you, do you think they draft somebody this year? I don't think they need to. Yeah. Like they they have other they have they have other holes that they can fix. If they draft defense. They make their defense even better. They obviously showed that they can they can work with just about whatever running back they got. So I don't think that it like not definitely not a high pick. Maybe a fifth sixth rounder maybe. Yeah, but I just, it just doesn't make any sense. To, it wouldn't to me, at least. Yep, and and I noticed in the playoffs too, they still had Darwin Thompson on the field a little bit here and there too, and so they they must like something about him. I he he of course flashed in the preseason, but as far as regular season goes, I don't think he made any plays. But he must be doing something right in practice because they seem they seem to try to work him in there. He he definitely jumped over Lashawn McCoy as far right. as getting touches at that end of the year. Yeah, I think I think Andy Reid really likes Darwin Thompson. Uh, I think I read somewhere that that it, Andy Reid liked him because of how hard he does work in, on the practice field and in the weight room and stuff like that. And so that's always a good guy to have. Yeah. Um, well, moving on to Raheem Mostert, he, he's not getting any more respect than Damian Williams. He's ranked number thirty nine, but over the last six games of the year, he averaged seventy rushing yards. And he had one or two touchdowns in each of those games. So, do you have any any thoughts on him? Are are you uh, are you interested in him if he drops far enough? I, I'm not interested in him at all. <laughs> in in another league, I traded him straight up for David Johnson. If that tells you anything, okay, yeah. So, I mean, I just think that the ceiling is is uh, basically what he did this year. A, a few games of being that RB one, but. He's not their first choice. I think Matt Breed is a better running back. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Kyle Shanahan likes uh, Tevin Coleman. I, I like Braid. I like Matt Breda. What I'm afraid of is I think he's he's either restricted or an unrestricted free agent going into the season. And I'm afraid somebody's going to see his talent and he's going to get an opportunity somewhere. And then he's, I, he's not going to be as productive wherever he goes. I think that you're right. He's definitely. I think he's a restricted free agent for sure. Okay. But 
he I think that a, like a ideal landing spot for for Breda would be the Falcons. Uh, I was thinking Atlanta too. I'm glad you yeah. said that. <laughs> yeah, I think and that way they don't have to use high draft capital on a running back either. But him and Devonta Freeman, I think, would work well together. Yeah, those are very similar guys. They're they're not big, but they're quick. And if if you let them get past that first line of defense, that they, they could very well take it all the way. Um, yeah, that'd be a good landing spot. And and I don't think, even though he's restricted, I don't think they'd really match any offers because they they still have McKinnon, who they owe money to. And then, like you said, anybody that they play, they they can be productive. Most was productive, and then they still have Tevin Coleman, who Shanahan loves. So. Right. They, they probably couldn't afford to pay him. Uh, and then they still got Jeff Wilson lingering around too. So they've really right, got – Which when he plays, he does well. So that's why I just, I just don't have any faith in Mostert. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jeff Wilson, there was the one game. He he came in at the very end and he caught the game when he touched down. And that was his only, his only snap of the game. He catches like a 22-yard touchdown. So yeah. he's been productive for them too. Um. Well, if if you're like me, I, I'm listening to fantasy football podcasts all the time. And one, our last running back I wanted to talk about, he's kind of um, been rising on a lot of people's boards, and that's Tony Pollard. A lot of people are calling for him to have a breakout season. And he had a couple of games this year where he had over 12 carries, and he turned those into 100 yards and a touchdown. So do you think if if you own Zeke, do you think you have to own Pollard as a handcuff? I think that if he owns Zeke, you have to own Pollard. But that, no, I think the only way that he gets any substantial work, enough to even play him, put him in your lineup, is if Zeke gets hurt. Yeah. Because I think Mike McCarthy got so much flack for not just giving the ball to Aaron Jones that there's no way he's going to not give the ball to their $95 million running back. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate because I know a lot of people like like Pollard, and I I like what I've seen too. But you're right they they paid Zeke, so they got to use him, and he hasn't shown any signs of wearing down. So I think right. they'll and just he, keep giving it to him. Zeke Zeke's probably he's he's not really ever hurt. He didn't get hurt in, in college at all. No, nope. Ohio State. He's and he he takes a beating when he's out there, but and he always keeps going. He he definitely is a as a back that gets better as they. As the season gets all, goes on and as the game goes on, yeah, well, he wears down defenses and it, and he thrives on that. Well, we we should come back to Zeke in a little bit because I, I think I think we should try to uh, predict this this dynasty startup we got starting up uh, tomorrow. We we can predict where we think he's going to go, um, okay. but but let's move over to wide receivers quick. Wide receivers. Um, so we talked about Indianapolis and. So when I think of Indianapolis, I think of T.Y. Hilton, and he's he's always finished in wide receiver two territory besides this last season. Um, he had never finished outside wide receiver 24. So he's he's been a wide receiver two up until this last year where he got banged up. Do you, do you think he has potential to still be a wide receiver two, or do you think he's he's way past his prime? I think I think he still has the potential, but I, I don't think he's – He's not going to be a wide receiver one again, and I think that the breakout of a breakout of Paris Campbell will help him. Is he is he a free agent? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I think he's got he probably has at least two years left. Okay, yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't know because he didn't hardly play at all. Didn't do he didn't do anybody any favors this year. 
Yeah. I was I was very low on him last year. I think I sold him about everywhere I had just because and it because I thought that Paris Campbell was gonna come in and take a lot of the same work that he had, which didn't happen. Neither of them did anything. But so I, I guess I'd I'd buy him now if the price was right, but it also depends on who's who's throwing the ball there. Yeah. In uh the the last few years my brother and I were playing in a different keeper league. It it wasn't dynasty, but it was keeper and you could keep a few players and one of us always had Amari Cooper and the other person had TY Hilton. And we, we both kind of kept swapping back and forth because we were like, ah, oh, we don't really want to keep them, but we also don't want to have them on our roster. So we'd, we'd keep them and trade them to each other. So I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I wouldn't be excited to have them on my team. Um, but, but actually, you're right. I just pulled up T.Y. Hilton's contract, and this is his last year. Um, he's not he's an unrestricted free agent in 2021. So this this might be his last year in Indianapolis. Yeah, I would, I would have to think it is unless he – comes out and just lights the world on fire. I don't think that they three signings. Yeah. Um, well, another another guy that's flashed, uh, DJ Chark, the first half of this last season, he was a wide receiver one. He just kind of exploded onto the scene. But the second half of the season, he, he finished with just two games over 12 points and uh, only three games with uh, more than four catches. So do you think he's still – a wide receiver too. I think he finished at like wide receiver, like 16 or something to finish out the year, but he, he definitely didn't put up wide receiver 16 numbers at the end. I think that the charts top, a top 15 receiver going to be a top 15 receiver this year, as long as they keep him on one quarterback. Oh, wow. so if they, if they decide on Minchu or Foles or somebody else, I think that he'll have a good year. I think that messed him up because he could, they kept like going back and forth there in the middle of the year. Yeah, I he, think he never could get his groove back. Yeah, it was basically during the Minshew magic when he when he broke out, and then when Minshew started to not perform as well, and they put in Foles. You're right; that just kind of capped it for him. So, um, I think I think you'll have a top pick in the fifth round. I think you'll be at the bottom of the fourth. So if he's at that four or five turn, would you consider taking Chark? Uh, yeah, I definitely would. If, if he's, that's about what I, I have is like about like 50 ranking wise. Okay. You know, about where I'd have him. Yeah. Uh, and it just depends on my roster construction at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah think. He, I think he'd be a great wide receiver too on my team. Cause he's only 23. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I had him in our in our sixteen man league, and I, I traded him away. And yeah, you tried so. trading him to me. I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I think White. for James White, I yeah. didn't do it. Yep. I, I was know. so I was so mad. Once <laughs> the next week, I was like, Why did I do that? Yeah, I know. And and I'm I'm a sucker for getting trades done. If there's somebody I want off my roster, I'll 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 make a trade, even if I think I'm not getting the best the best deal. Once I'm once I'm off a player, I'm ready to ship them off. I know that's why you gave me Camara. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll have to do another show on on Camara. I think he's he's still, of course, going to be a one in that offense. But I think, well, we, we can talk about Camara a little bit. I think this this last season, when it was when he, a fluky. well, yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't think he he I don't think he'll finish outside wide receiver like top fifteen status again. But I think with the amount of work that they gave him, and then with him getting hurt. That's like Peyton has talked a few times to the media about 
how he, he kind of jokes that Kamara is soft and they don't want to give him too many carries, but they'll use him in the passing game a bunch. And I think when he got hurt this, this season, I think that kind of put up the red flag to them that, um, they, they, they might try to limit his work. And I think he's one of those guys that they want to have completely fresh going into the postseason. Still fresh. So when it comes to fantasy football playoffs towards the end of the regular season, if the Saints have that division clinched up, then – Yeah, yeah, then, then Kamara is just going to get limited work. So that's my concern with him and then – I, I traded him to you in that package deal for Devin Singletary, and I, I think yeah. I think Singletary's got top five potential. I'm I'm super I, high. I love Singletary. Yeah, yeah, but he's I, great. Let's be honest with you. I, I did the trade to try and flip Kamara to get Joe Mixon. That's oh, okay. what I was trying to do. <laughs> but why it wouldn't budge? Well, just keep keep working on him. I I think uh, <laughs> just wait till Kamara has a three touchdown game, then you can do it. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, well. Speaking of one of your guys, let's let's talk about one of your favorite receivers and AJ Green. Um, I'm going to keep this simple. If he if he drops to the bottom of the sixth or top of the seventh round for you, um, so like picks number 84 and 85, do you think will, will you take AJ Green being our Bengals insider? That's the that's my that's my problem with being at the turn. <laughs> I I'd, I'd rather have him at. Especially like in a fourteen team league, I'd probably rather have mid mid eighth, early ninth. Yeah, and I think on the opposite part of that turn. Yeah, yep, yeah. He would have to drop to you in the eighth at pick one twelve, and he's currently number seventy five on the sleeper app. So I don't think he you drops know, over thirty not picks. Though, because it doesn't. That doesn't. I don't think the sleeper app has the quarterbacks in the right spot. No, no, it doesn't. But even if you, let's say 20 quarterbacks, that bumps right. is 75 to 95. So you're still at about 20 picks away from him. Yeah. And the only thing is, is he might have a great year this year, but how many years has he got left? Oh, it's true. You're the highest that I've heard of anybody being on AJ Green. So that's why I had to ask. So he, I, I've gotten him in a couple leagues. I, I did a two startups uh, about a month ago, I think I got him in the ninth, and then one he dropped to me in the tenth. I was like, "All right," <laughs> but and he was like my sixth receiver. I was like, "I might as well take him." Yeah, yeah. At at that point in the double digit rounds, you just got to shoot for up, upside for sure. Right. Well, um, yeah. if he goes to if he goes to New England, then you best believe he's worth that eighth round pick. Oh yeah, he's he's putting up double digit touchdowns if he goes to New England. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I don't think you'll have AJ Green in this league then. So I hope I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> um, so I didn't really mention that we talk about three tight ends. Tight ends. But two guys I wanted to bring up uh, more of like a prediction. So we're, we're doing a, a startup tomorrow. It's a 14-man super flex dynasty. So George Kittle is the number one tight end right now. If you had to guess where he goes, do you think he goes end of the first, uh, start of the second? Do you think Do you think there's any potential he drops down to you? Where do you think George Kittle goes? I think he goes uh, like two five between two five and two seven. Okay, this is where I think he'll go. Sure. Yeah, early to. Maybe if I trade back. What's that? Trade out. 
and maybe if I trade out of the first the 101, I might have a spot there. But yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think he goes somewhere around there. Um, having having a tight end like that is definitely really beneficial. But it was it was just concerning his lack of production in the playoffs. So I just wonder if if anybody kind of thinks of that when they draft him, or if they just look at how productive he was last year. Um, but it's always fun to have one of the top two or three tight ends on your team. So, but a, a guy that broke out towards the end of the year, uh, Mike, Mike Isecki, he was averaging about 12 points a game at the end of the season. So do you think that was a figment of our imagination or do you think that might be who he can be moving forward going into his third year? Uh, absolutely not. I think, I think Mike Isecki is a extremely talented tight end. Yeah. He, when he came out, he was, his measurables were were ridiculous, and he was out of Penn State, and so he was, and he he came out with with Saquon, and they must have just worked out together all the time because <laughs> they're both ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, I I really like Gasicki. I've got him in a lot of places. Uh, I've been trying to get him in our league, and the two leagues that we're in, I try to get him in both. But the same guy has him. Yeah. He's sometimes he's a little stubborn on who he wants to give up for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I reached out about Gasecki in those uh, one of those leagues too, and yeah, I think I think him and I are both equally high on pretty much the same players. So it's 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 tough. So it's it's nice because when we when we talk trades, they're pretty reasonable conversations. But right. we're, we're both high on like the same guys, so we don't really want to give up um, those upside guys. Um, I even yeah. I offered him Hunter Henry. I, I was a package, but it was like Hunter Henry, and then I was going to get Gesicki in a mid-second. Okay. And he was like, no. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think with Hunter Henry, too, he's he might go somewhere else, and then he's he's definitely going to be playing with a different quarterback unless if right. unless he goes to Indianapolis and that's who uh, Rivers goes to. But right. there, it's a small chance they play together. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, did you have any other predictions or any other thoughts about this startup coming up tomorrow? No, I'm curious to see. I've never done a 14-team super flex, so I'm curious to see how quick the quarterbacks go. Yeah, that's that's exactly my thought, too. And and I'm, I'm kind of at the opposite spot of you because I'm third to last. So let's say my, my prediction is Mahomes – uh, Lamar Jackson and Watson. I think those guys will go on the first before they get to me. So then I'm, I'm looking at that next tier of quarterbacks, or do I want to take a, probably a top wide receiver? Maybe, maybe a top six running back drops. Um, but if I don't take a quarterback at that turn, um, I, I might, I might get stuck with just a couple of old veterans. And then at that point I might, I might be forced to draft a rookie quarterback with that one Oh three. So it's it's a little bit tricky, but are you, are you going to give up who you're taking in the morning, or are we going to wait another twelve hours? I mean, if I don't trade the pick, I'm probably going to take Mahomes. Okay. I don't. I. But I've never taken, and even in all the super flex leagues that I've been in, I've never taken a quarterback in the first two rounds. I think in a fourteen man, I think Mahomes right. is the safest play. Right. He's going to be playing the next ten years. And he's he's been the QB one before already, so that's that's a pretty safe pick. I think for me it would be between him or Lamar Jackson because 
I, I don't know if you listen to the the fantasy footballers podcast. Yeah. Um, they they're just talking about stats this week, and they brought up if you took away all of Lamar Jackson's rushing yards and his touchdowns, he still would have ended as QB twelve. So it'd still be a QB one, and then you just add the rushing, and then he's essentially an RB one. So you kind of get two two players in one with him. Yeah, I love I love uh, Lamar Jackson as well. It's just. I feel like he definitely has a higher risk of getting injured because of how much he runs. Yep. And so that scares me. But, and so he's not as safe. His floor, his ceiling is definitely, I would say, higher because he can throw for three touchdowns and run for two and 100 rushing yards. Oh, I, I know. He, he he carried one of my dynasty teams all year long. You beat me so. in that, in that, the first playoff game, and then I would have won. If, if I would have beat you, I would have won that. Oh, you can't you can't keep score that way. That's just gonna break your heart. You can't keep score that way. <laughs> well, we'll give you the the imaginary first place trophy in that. No, right. <laughs> you, you beat me by like forty because Lamar Jackson had forty points. Well, and then I lost the next week because I played Jacksonville defense over the Patriots defense that carried me there. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah we we learned from those mistakes. Well, speaking of uh, mistakes, who's uh who's one guy? that's burned you in previous leagues that you will not touch, even if they drop to like double digit rounds. Who's, who's somebody you want absolutely no part of. I will never forgive you. The person I should say is David Johnson, but for whatever reason, I still have a, a special place in my heart for David Johnson, but someone that's, that's burned me. It Aaron Rodgers. Okay. The last two years, he he's he'll have one big game, but it's just not been there. And I think partially it's the offense. And so I'm just you know gonna save my sanity and just not take him at all. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting because if you let's say you took McCaffrey or um, Saquon with that number mm-hmm. one pick, but let's say. Rodgers dropped to that four or five turn for you. If you didn't have a quarterback, would you consider taking Rodgers there or you just want absolutely no part of, of him on your roster? Rodgers would have to fall to the six, seven turn for me to take him. I love it, man. I'm a big anti um, Aaron Rodgers guy myself, um, but we're coming up on that 30 minute mark. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, but I appreciate you taking time for the show. Till next time, keep it flexy, and uh, good luck tomorrow morning with the startup draft.